Trading in futures products entails significant risk of loss, which must be understood prior to trading and may not be appropriate for all investors. Good morning, everybody. It's Thursday, January 12th, 5.36 a.m. Central Time as I speak here. March corn futures up three and a half at 6.59 and a half. March soybeans up 10 and a half at 15.03 and a half. March Chicago wheat up one and a half at 741 and a half. March Kansas City wheat up three and three quarters at 826. March spring wheat up three and three quarters at 903. If you guys are listening on the podcast, appreciate it. If you're watching on YouTube, subscribe, like, comment. If you'd like some additional info from me, visit my website, www.standardgrain.com. Check out my premium subscription service today, guys. I send my premium subscribers a ton of information direct from me every single business day. Morning email goes out about 5.30 a.m. Central. In that email, you'll see every overnight headline you need to be aware of. Charts, graphics, weather information, all of my grain marketing recommendations, my daily subscriber-only videos are part of this deal. Yesterday, I was joined by Matt Bennett from agmarket.net. He's a regular contributor. We talked about grain marketing ahead of reports, buying options ahead of reports. Should you market grain just because there's a report? Should you buy options just because there's a report? We talked about this uh, generally speaking and then talked about this report specifically. If you guys are interested in this sort of stuff, sign up today, 50 bucks a month, cancel at any time, no other fee, no other obligation. Nobody will try to sell you anything else, I promise. Some groups are slashing their Argentina crop production estimates. The Rosario Grain Exchange pegged the country soybean crop at 37 million metric tons, down from uh, its previous estimate of 49. So a massive downward revision there. A 37 million metric ton soybean crop in Argentina would represent a decline of 25 to 30% from some of the early preseason expectations. The exchange pegged the country's corn crop at 45 million metric tons, down sharply from its previous estimate of 55 million metric tons. The exchange warned that acreage loss could be drastic without imminent help in regard to rainfall. Some people estimate that Argentina is facing its worst drought in 60 years. Now, speaking of imminent help, there is some rain on the radar this morning over some key corn and soybean growing areas in Argentina. Over the last day or two, you've seen localized amounts, uh, accumulation up to about an inch, but most areas saw less than that. When you look at what this system may bring here, uh, some of these areas in the north and, and northwest you know, might see a couple inches of rain out through the 21st, but some of these uh, central and like southern eastern areas might see nothing here over the next uh, nine or 10 days. When you look at the GFS, which runs out a little bit further, it's calling for more widespread rain out through the 26th. Um, I'm not sure if, if this model is reliable or not. I'm sure there are some meteorologists out there who uh, find some flaws in this stuff. But in any case, you do have the prospect of, of maybe a shift in the pattern. Is it going to be enough to salvage bushels? I don't really know. But uh, some rain on the radar this morning and perhaps a little bit more uh, on tap here the next couple of weeks. Now, in regard to Brazil, crop estimates are steady to higher. Well-followed private group AgroConsult pegged the country's soybean crop <clears throat> excuse me, at 153.4 million metric tons, uh, unchanged from its previous estimates. So still a very big crop. That's a record crop. USDA is at 152. They did increase their estimate for the country's uh, corn crop, 130.9, up from 125.8 previously. USDA is at 126. Most of Brazil has done pretty good in regard to rainfall over the last three or four months, barring your far southern areas, which have been dry. So, I mean, same story 
a different day here. Just some new numbers. Uh, Argentina's a mess, and Brazil, generally speaking, in pretty good shape. We got a whole bunch of USDA reports out this morning at 11 a.m. Central Time. Big time data dump from the government. You'll see monthly crop production in WASD along with quarterly grain stocks, winter wheat seedings. You've got surprises possible all over the place. When you look at grain stocks, we're looking for lower numbers, uh, U.S. grain stocks as of December 1st versus a year ago. Uh, when you look at South American production, you're looking for, uh, generally speaking, higher Brazilian production estimates, uh, just marginally, and then lower Argentina production estimates. I think the trade will be very interested in just how aggressive USDA gets with uh, cuts to the Argentina soybean crop and Argentina corn crop. Those cuts uh, should happen today, but to what extent, uh, we really don't know. When you look at U.S. ending stocks, we're, we're looking for higher numbers across the board versus last month, likely due to downward uh, demand revisions. Global ending stocks, uh, kind of a mixed bag here. So there's a lot of potential for surprises here. This report is associated with volatility historically. So uh, buckle up come 11 a.m. Central this morning. U.S. ethanol production rebounded last week. Weekly output 943,000 barrels per day. That was up 12% on the week, but still down 3.3% versus the same period last year. Ethanol stocks are still record high seasonally. They were down a little bit on the week. Um, gasoline demand implied was up marginally on the week, but still running about 4.5% versus the same week last year. For the current marketing year, U.S. ethanol production is running about 5% below the same period last year. USDA is projecting that ethanol production will be down only about 1% versus the same period last year. So the uh, corn demand via ethanol number on the balance sheet uh, could be up for um, a downward revision today. If it's not today, it, it could be uh, next month. And uh, ideally, we'll see some, some better ethanol production here to kind of offset uh, some of these uh, slower prints we've seen the last couple of weeks. The Bureau of Labor Statistics will release monthly consumer inflation data this morning. This is your CPI report, very, very uh, heavily watched uh, by traders because it influences Fed decisions. Traders estimate that CPI in December rose at an annualized rate of 6.5%, which would be down from 7.1 in November. That would be, if realized, the lowest annualized monthly print since October of 2021 when we were 6.2 annualized. Uh, declining gasoline prices are a big deal here, and I think that's the reason for the expected decline. Um, again, this stuff is 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 a big, big, big deal, maybe the biggest deal out there or one of them when it comes to the outside markets, uh, Fed decisions, the stock market, the bond market, all of that stuff is very heavily influenced by this uh, CPI data, which will be out uh, later this morning at 7.30 a.m. Central Time. It may be out or will be out by the time a lot of you guys watch this. Uh, cattle market was mixed in live cattle, lower in feeder cattle yesterday. Uh, cash trade, just some light uh, trade reported, 157 to 158 in the north. In the outside markets, the U.S. dollar is just a little bit lower. Stock market's about flat to marginally higher. Gold's up 10 bucks. Crude oil up 98 cents in the February WTI 7840. Have a great day, guys. Report at 11. I'll talk to you Friday.